name's Rob, and I'm the host of Real Friends, a podcast dedicated to sharing the real stories of real friends with the belief that each one of us wants to be fully known and fully loved. Today, we continue our conversation with three of my favorite moms, Sarah, Christina, and Sandy. We continue to discuss both the challenges and the rewards they encounter as both moms and all the other roles they fill in day-in, day-out life. If you enjoyed the first part of our conversation, I'm sure you'll enjoy this second part equally as well. Thank you for listening. This is Real Friends. So now for a silly question. Who or what is your favorite kid show or kid's character? And for extra points, if you can sing or hum the first few lines of your favorite kid's theme show, you'll get extra credit. Uh, For my kids that's somewhat educational, it's Daniel Tiger's Neighborhood. Oh, really? Daniel Tiger's Neighborhood, the land of make-believe. Get it, girl. Don't you ride along with me. Ride along! <laughs> See you on the right? <laughs> That's the like, only part I know is ride along! <laughs> That's nostalgia for us because it's a spinoff Oh my of gosh. Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Oh, I didn't know that. It's Daniel that. Tiger. Yeah. And his oh, yeah. mom and dad, and you know, he go, he has Oh the Alice, his friend, and... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Friends Wednesday is his friend, and he yeah. rides a trolley. And what's good about that, too, I think, which you guys can probably mm-hmm. agree with, is that is a show that talks about feelings. So mm-hmm. you can be, you can have two emotions at the same time, right? You can be, I don't know. I mean, mm-hmm. my kids say, like, I'm nervous and excited. That's me yeah. excited. But I feel like they get that from, you uh, know, what, because it's uh, always a good message of, <clears throat> you know, you can be this way. And they, they usually have some little <laughs> jingle with it, you know, that's. Yeah, like if you have to My go, kids have watched it in school. Like They're the really potty like song was, if you have to go potty, stop and go right away. Flush and flush and beyond your Yeah, right. So my kids, you know, like when they're being potty trained, they, you know, do this. So anyway, that's one of mine. Or, you know, my kid, my older kids are, I don't watch kids shows anymore. Right. But yeah, yeah I catch right. them watching Daniel Tiger with their little uh, sister, yeah, you know, yeah, so yeah. I like Good. that one. Yeah, I don't know if ours have a go-to because mine are getting to that age where they're wanting to push the envelope of like now I'm having to like pay attention to what they're flipping and then like mm-hmm. the yeah. TV still kind of set at age appropriate and they kind of get it and at the same time I'm finding like oh that looks reasonable and then I hear something in the background I'm like oh maybe not mm-hmm. um, so my little guy right now I thought it was this started like a while ago and I thought it was the weirdest thing at the time but he likes turning on YouTube on the TV but he likes watching other people play with toys like mm. Ryan's World oh mm. yes mm. Um, yes and all, I mean all yeah. he's doing is like yeah. playing with the latest toys yeah. and like being silly mm-hmm. and just not doing any like not doing anything but playing with toys so um, Tristan really likes that Mia's just very into mermaids and Barbies and that kind of thing. Um, Jaden is into anime, which makes me nervous and interested and invested. And I think I'll just leave it at that. Mm-hmm. Um, again, she's just like exploring. And again, because we don't have her 100% of the time, she gets exposed to things that we don't get control of. And mm-hmm. But God's in control, and He knows, yeah, and so amen. we talked to her about that. But um, I don't know. You know, I pray for her, and I know um, we just, you know, I just pray that she has healthy convictions. Honestly, is is the biggest prayer because she's also getting to an age where, um, 
you know, we're also needing to pull back a little more so she can feel what it make, looks like to make decisions and even make the wrong ones in times where she won't have a huge amount of consequences. Um, and just kind of know what that feels like to know what to do differently next time. So I don't know. So with the whole TV thing, I know that's supposed to be a silly question. I got a little serious. All the no, time. that's okay. That's good. <laughs> um, Take it whatever direction yeah, you want yeah. to. But, uh, yeah, so that's where we're at. There's not, I don't think there's anything in particular. Okay. I feel like I know what you're going to say now. Really? Blimpy. Is it? Yes! It's either Blimpy or Coco. Right. Oh my gosh! Yes, we're Blimpy. We're Blimpy for Grayson. And I don't even know the BLPPI. I don't even know what his theme song is. I don't know. You guys can like ring it off. But then um, Cooper's is, you know, because him and Tristan play it all the time. Go, go, Power Rangers. Oh, wow. oh, nice. That's like his like favorite thing right now, which is really weird. But <laughs> yeah, I miss the Daniel the Tiger. The ride along. <laughs> I miss those days because that's what were great shows. But yeah. Okay. What about your granddaughter? Does she have any shows that she's into right now that you've noticed? Not yet. Typically, whenever we go over there, I don't do anything TV-wise with her. It's always yeah. active. And uh, That's good. I typically, even before it was popular to leave your cell phone out of the car, that's typically where mine stayed the majority of the time. You. So I'm not distracted by other type of things. I want her to have my total attention. Yeah, and I want us to be doing like, I can't wait till she can start running. Oh, because yeah. that's what I'm going to look forward to. It's like girls on the run, stuff like that. Take oh, her yeah. first 5K. Yeah. That's going to be fun. That's Sweet. What I'm look I can yeah, see actually, that. we're supposed to go for a bike ride this weekend. Oh, so fun. that'll be good. Do you have the tag along bike? Um, this is while my daughter and her boyfriend are waiting for their house to be built. They're staying in an apartment complex where we can actually, they have rental bikes that we can just take oh, for free oh, from the, cool. the apartment complex. Yeah. Oh, so nice. Yeah. It is nice. very, very nice. <laughs> Speaking of nice, Let's talk about technology. How do you decide what sort of technology to introduce your kids to and when? Or do you find that society makes those decisions for you? And when do you plan to give your child their own smartphone? Mm -hmm. Or will you opt for something like a Gab phone? My girl's got, um, I feel like the third, I was telling somebody this the other day, I feel like my third child sometimes just gets lumped in with the older ones like have I slowed down enough to like take in her you know youth you know she started kindergarten yesterday and I think about like okay so she's watching these older shows you know she likes the Daniel Mm -hmm. Tiger but you know she's watching the older shows with the girls and and then my girls um I, I almost didn't do it but um we got them at Christmas, we got on those Echo Dots so that they could, you know, go to sleep to music. Um, and then we got them each a Kindle Fire. So it doesn't have data. You know, you have to be on the Wi-Fi. If they download games, it's on our Amazon account. So mm-hmm. we know what that is. They watch YouTube, but we have it subscribed. You know, we have it logged in to our account. So And we have the parental things on, which I know some people can get around that. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't play on it every day. They usually like on car trips, you know, we'll let mm-hmm. them do that. Special occasions. Yeah. And things like that. Um, and I was kind of he- hesitant in that cause I also just didn't really want them to be glued to that a lot. But I mean, I haven't felt bad about it, I guess, since then. Um, we, Joel and I have talked about getting 
not letting Aubin have a cell phone at least until 13. Some people have said if you can go all the way through middle school, then it would be better. I mean, there's third graders in my house right now with an iPhone. Yeah. And, you know, Tegan had a, some friends over the other day and a third grader and a fifth grader and a fourth grader. I mean, they were at the house, but they were playing Roblox, a game, on their phone. And it's mm. just like, why are mm. you here mm. if you're right. not playing? Which then I walk in and all the kids are like watching her yeah, play sure. a game. And it's like, yeah. you know, so um, we've just said if we can push it back. I mean, right now with the tablets that they have, we did let them get Messenger Kids. It's through Facebook, mm-hmm. which it's, you know, they their accounts are connected to ours. So if by chance we leave our oldest at home, we don't have a landline and she doesn't have a phone, mm-hmm. that she can call us through mm-hmm. the Facebook mm-hmm. Messenger yeah. app. So we know that she has some sort of communication. Yeah. You know, we have to make sure she gets charged before we leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> because sometimes it's right. not really charged. She messaged me but the other day. It was so funny. She mm-hmm. did. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. They're facing or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <messages>. yeah. <laughs> so that was, that's our response. Yeah. But... Yeah, both. our kids have, so both of mine have tablets, and both of them are crazy good at how to operate them, and I really felt like, particularly my oldest was really getting addicted to it, and too, and honestly, that's like kind of my fault, because I find that mommy gets a break when yeah, they get sure. to be on the yeah, tablet yeah, sure. for, like, go watch your tablet, uh-huh. like, I need a break, mm-hmm. you know, but again, right, you don't want your kid, like, or at least I don't want my kids like, you know, just so on that tablet 24 seven, that that's how they medicate themselves or calm down or entertain themselves or whatever. Like there's some, there's so much to be said for exploring and making up a game and playing, you know, being able to be creative and, and all that. So I just recently, um, this past couple months got something called a good timer and I saw it through Facebook, but basically it's just a timer. And when they hit a certain period, then it lets them take a good time. It lets them take a token. So like for one token, they get 10 minutes of iPad time. And man, they work for those suckers. They work for those tokens. And so I find that that's working a lot better, you Mm -hmm. know, because even, yeah, because it's not a fight then either too, when I have to take the iPad away, it's like, you got 10 minutes and that's it. And Sarah's been good about like, I don't even know how to work those tablets and how to like, you know, I had to have Sarah like break it down for me. Like, how does this thing work? And I had them on messenger, but I couldn't figure it out. So I had to take them off. But, um, I don't know about the cell phones that scares me. You know, even the echo dot, like, you know, you talk about, you know, your kids so sweet listening to joy FM. Like I got, I walked into my kid's room and he was talking to some, somebody that, I had in my contacts on my phone, he had no. called somebody no, through that no. echo. He had called and they were having a conversation. No. And I was like, I hadn't talked to this person in like two, three years. And he was laughing. And, you know, I was horrified that my kid, I didn't even know that you could call somebody through one of those things. <laughs> like, and he was like, yeah, you might want to go to the parental settings. On, I'm like, I didn't even know they had a parental setting. So it's like technology scares me to death. So um, but I definitely worry about where my kids are at and be able to track them. So I have like those little, I even have them on my dogs, but the little trackers, little eye Apple trackers or whatever. And, you know, I just try to keep those in their backpacks or keep them with them just so I at least know where they are. But, oh man, I'm going to try to put off the phone as long as I can. But then again, with that said, you know, 
I mean, peer influence is a big thing, but I really hope I can wait until they've got some better discernment and like at that 13 or so age and be able to hold off. But I don't know. I mean, it's become such a thing that I, find I, mean, that I don't know. I find that it ebbs and flows. Like yeah. she'll, they'll come home and say, why don't I get a phone or I want an iPhone 11 Pro or whatever she says right. on commercial. And then, you know, she won't say anything for a while. And it's just like, you know, me and your dad talked about it. You're not going to get it until whatever. And actually, it makes me aware of how much I'm on it. Because, you know, I'll just be sure. on the couch scrolling right. Instagram, mm. right? Mm. I'm scrolling Instagram. The stuff that I follow uh, right. is, is appropriate. Mm-hmm. But if I go to my search button, there's all kinds of half-clothed yeah. people. Oh, yeah, and, you know, it's like, oh, man, like. So I just so that they don't see me as like always on Instagram because as soon as they get that phone, they're gonna they can search whatever they want. Yeah, right. And do whatever they want. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I'm just the that hurts me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thoughts? So, um, are we got tablets also, and they're similar to I think what you're talking or you're talking about where they don't have um. They're just on Wi-Fi and they have to like download games and you can mm-hmm. do all these settings and stuff. And we we don't give them to them really unless um, we go out to eat, which again, I always, you know, there's part of me that's like, oh, people might, you know, get so irritated with those parents that are like not focused at, you know, restaurants. <laughs> but it's the only time we give it to them because, and we've just like the kids look forward to it. You know, we set a new rule that when your food actually comes, we're yeah. putting them down, <laughs> but it's how we're yeah. able to go out and have dinner. Yeah. Um, so at home, you know, again, depending on the day and what's going on, you know, they, they'll definitely watch some TV at home, but we also do stuff outside and I take them out for a lot of activities. I will say again, with having a 16 year old, um, it has been a struggle, um, Mm -hmm. over the past three, four years with her. Um, age definitely brings a whole new, um, Set of challenges. Yeah, for yeah. sure. For sure. And again, <clears throat> yeah. Um, and it, it definitely depends on the person, too. I mean, her personality type and some of the stuff that she um, deals with kind of leans towards that. But mm-hmm. but we've had issues. And we've had seasons where, you know, we I don't even remember how old she was when we did give her a phone, now that you're asking. But um, there's been at least two times now where she has been... Um, had the internet taken off of her phone and had things taken off of her computer. And, um, it is, it's just disheartening because in a way, like I can't even imagine what it would have been like to be that age and have access to all of this stuff. Right. Like mm-hmm. if we want to look at inappropriate stuff, like we need to have a, like a physical magazine or mm-hmm. something that would have been much more obvious, but for them it's very easy. And, and there's a part of that too, where when we first started realizing some of the stuff that was going on, it's like, you can't shame your child for being curious. Right. And yeah. at the same time, how do you also remind them that this isn't God's best for them? And can we talk about some of the things that you're curious about? Um, so, yeah, it's it's been a journey. It continues to be a journey. And now, even at this point, like, and in two years, less than two years, she's going to be out of the house. So how do we continue to let go of some control while still really pressing into the fact that we're your parents and we we want you to learn these things that we feel like are really important for you to be a great person. Um, and at the same time, like you're going to be on your own, you can do whatever you want, no matter if like the clock is ticking. So it's just a really, um, interesting line to walk. Um, so yeah, with the little ones in some ways, I feel like there's a level of control, but we've definitely had, um, some experiences to live from, um, 
Yeah, from the older one. Yeah. So, so you kind of touched mm-hmm. on this. How do you deal with the addictive nature of technology? Or do you think technology merely unveils that certain kids have addictive personalities? Oof. What do you think? <clears throat> That's why I'm asking the <laughs> question. I'm asking you. That's both. a tough one. I think so, too. Like, I it's feel like both. right now it's hard to determine, like, do they have an addictive personality just with their age, at least my kids. But, um, I mean, I can definitely tell when my kids have been on the tablet, and you guys can attest to this, they are cranky yeah. mm-hmm. when they've been on it too yeah. long. Mm-hmm. Their, well, attitude, their attitude yeah. is not good. They yeah. are cranky mm-hmm. and, you know, defiant and whatever. Do you share and that so, with them, your observations? Mm-hmm. Or, okay. Yeah, it's yeah. like, you need to be off that tablet. You've been, you know, you're... Yeah. You've been mm-hmm. on there too long. You're cranky. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but they're interesting too because, like, when the tablets die, like they yeah. don't go right to to you know charge, charge them. them up again. Right. Isn't that right. interesting? Yeah. It's mm. like you know I they're on like, it. They're oh, on it. They're on apart. it. Like they can't yeah. do it, and then they don't. And I'm like, okay, like maybe I don't have to worry as yeah, much right. as I thought I needed to. Yeah. But with Hollis, the youngest, like, I mean, I don't know, again, it's that third child, and I don't know, but, like, she walks in the door and grabs the remote and turns the TV on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then she will be playing using her imagination, but the TV is on. Uh, and sometimes uh, she'll play on her tablet, but the TV is on. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. just like the noise, like, you just turn it off, yeah. you know, and she'll she'll delay on turning it off. Yeah. So, for me, it's like, is she, like, is she addicted to it? Mm-hmm. Like. Yeah. I mean, because that's her go-to. It's like, yeah. it's quiet in the house. I'm turning something on. But then she's also my most, like, busy kid. So mm-hmm. I don't know if that's, like, what she needs and what she, I don't mm-hmm. know. Or did all of the screens make her the busy kid? Because, yeah. you know, you've well, talked about that, you. too. Like, our lives are busy. That's true. Mm-hmm. I oh, just yeah. wonder how much our kids feed up for off of that and how much quiet is uncomfortable. Yeah. I mean, even as an adult, it's sometimes like, I'm actually like seeking quiet right now in this season of life because there's a part of me that now I realize when I have it, like, I didn't realize how bad I needed it. Mm -hmm. And I just wonder that for our children too, like, they're just, I'll speak for my kids, sorry. Um, They're so used to also just having something on in the background and they'll be painting or doing things that I think is great, but Mm -hmm. the TV tends to be on Mm -hmm. and I can turn it off and they may, may not notice. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes they do. But I also just wonder, and I don't, I don't like like blaming things on society or culturally, but I do feel like it is an era where like there's just so much busyness that it almost feels normal to like have, for lack of a better word, kind of chaos in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, it's even if your white not chaos. Yes. Yeah. Thank mm-hmm. you. That's a better word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We, no, I we, feel like that too. Like, def- I mean, I'm guilty of that. Like, there's something sometimes nothing more relaxing than just sitting on the couch and watching something so mind-numbing yeah. and stupid yeah. like I'm guilty of that right. you know it's like so I mean but I think I've noticed it like with my oldest when he started getting really like upset when I would take the, the iPad away I'm like oh okay and then this is kind of a like we need to figure out something different mm-hmm. like for you because you shouldn't be this upset over Something like that. But then again, I'm kind of like, dang, I'm kind of calling the kettle black. Because what if somebody came in and shut off my yeah. show in the middle of it? <laughs> like, right. you know, it might not be pretty mm-hmm. either. So, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, again, you know, I think it comes back to, too, to like, you know, what am I modeling, you know, to them as well. But I don't know, man. Technology is, 
technology. And I think we live in a, like a very addictive culture, like just period. Let me tell you, there's games that Jaden plays that if you stop the game at a certain time, you get penalized. So, for example, mm-hmm. I tell her, like, dinner is sometime between wow. 5 and 6. Yeah. So whatever you're doing downstairs, just know that I might and I will interrupt your time between 5 and 6. Because it got to a point where she would be so mad because whatever her standing was or points, or I don't know how it all mm-hmm. works. But, like, the game penalizes her if she just decides to quit when she's ready. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what that's about, but it's almost like they lure you in. Like, you need to play to the very end or you're going to yeah. not have you're the same. You're going to lose out. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's like, is, is the world become better about creating addictions or have they just gotten better yeah. about marketing? And like we as parents and as Christ followers need to be better about marketing and like, you know, trying to get our kids time and, and placing more value on that. You know what I'm saying? Cause like yeah. techniques like that with the game, I mean, dang, that's right? good. Right. right, that's good, but well, it's—I mean, it's like, not good. But it's mad, like mm-hmm. angry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But at that point, I'd be like, "You can be mad. Right. I'm okay with that because I know this is what's in your best interest—is to come and like, I gave you like some boundaries. If you want to work outside right. of those and play games outside of those, that's awesome. But this time is free time for family time when I tell you to come upstairs right. and have dinner. So yeah, it's well, good for you for for protecting that and honoring that because I do. I feel like as a society, we've just become so island and so even more so now things are so divisive and so isolating and it's almost easier just to deal with you yourself and I versus you know the world around you so I don't know like we we go to Buffalo Wild Wings sometimes on those dinner on those days out it's one of Joel's he likes that place but Tegan I forget what she calls it but my middle daughter calls it something because there's so many TVs in that place like she, she mm. makes fun of Joel, my husband, for just right. like paying attention to all the TVs. Yeah. You know, so yeah. she's she's calling him out on that. Yeah. 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 Like, but that is it. Like every restaurant you go in, sure, we'll have a TV. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I never thought about that. You know, yeah. so you're always distracted by something. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Good point. Um, cultural influences. How do you help your kids navigate the various cultural influences that often teach values or morals contrary to your own? Like we kind of talked about technology already, the media. And then how about education, schools? Do the schools teach and reinforce your values? Or at least do they not contradict your own? That's a tough one because I feel like I'm going to get into so much trouble on that one. But, like, we're a very patriotic family, and, you know, obviously we're a Christian family, so we believe in God. But, I mean, I feel like in this day and age, it's like, you know, kind of to each their own, and you shouldn't, you know, push your beliefs on anybody else. And, you know, and, like, you shouldn't do the Pledge of Allegiance, or you shouldn't stand up for it. Like, there's such a fine line in that. Um, And I worry all the time about, you know, am I showing God to my kids and am I being a good example to them? And am I reminding them how God made them to be and all of that? And, um, you know, my kids aren't in school yet. And I've always thought I'd go into public school, but with everything going on these days and with me too, just feeling the pressure of just Christ being more of a center of my own life, I can't help but feel like, I'm failing at that for my kids. So I just want to immerse them in that. Mm -hmm. So even I'm thinking about 
um, doing like more of a private school or more Christian based type things or even just my mom I've noticed has just started saying the Pledge of Allegiance with them before they leave you know because some schools don't even do that anymore you know and I, I mean the country was founded on God and Christ but sometimes that isn't such a big you know a popular belief but for them to at least feel it doesn't have to be popular but they need to be comfortable with it and you know okay with it you know what I'm saying mm -hmm. versus I don't know it's just I, I, my heart goes out to kids in these day and ages because I feel like, you know, it's like all accepting and, and all inclusive and all this and all that. Whereas if you do have a different thought, like that's not accepted or that's not okay. And even though I do think, you know, you should love everybody like Christ loved us and we should love everybody and be inclusive in that. But it's like, sometimes it's like not okay to be a Christ follower or it's not okay to be this or that, but it's just, I don't know. It's tough. Stuff. I'm probably talking in circles. I'm probably no. not good at no. this. It is but tough. It I had a conversation with our um, executive director at our school the other day, and you know, mm -hmm. one of the comments I made is like, I don't um, remember our parents having to ha like ask hard questions or like really ask any questions about going to school. Like you just go to school, and and now um, there are. I think as a responsible parent, or if you hear things, or if you have mm -hmm. questions, like the responsible thing to do, is, or the mature thing to do, is to make sure to make that phone call and ask those questions. And that's the position that we've been in is just to make sure that you know where our kids are at um, is aligned as it can be with our belief system. And even then, recognizing I don't really care where our kids at, they still come home with things where it's like, where did you learn that, or like, mm -hmm. how did you handle that, right? Yeah. Like. The other day, there was this little boy that just was crying so hard going into Tristan's class. And so I just said, hey, did you see crew crying yesterday at school? Like, you know, maybe next time you go and mm -hmm. pat him on the shoulder or see how he's doing. And so, you know, mm -hmm. really for me, it's really, um, you know, I'm grateful for the school that our kids are in for sure. And, and they do go to a private school and they get to learn about Jesus frequently, which makes my heart happy. And at the same time, they're still just daily living lessons. And that's not going to shelter them from still other you know things that they would find anywhere and so just still trying to be responsible like you said and asking those open-ended questions about how was your day and who did you play mm -hmm. with and what types of things were you exposed to at school um well and yeah i think the example for me is like they went to summer camp this year and each day mia came home learning like some new little like song and some of them i'm like mm, where did like where did you learn and it was like a day right she came mm -hmm. home but like if you're playing with the same kid all day and they're playing this like little mm -hmm. song and they weren't like super inappropriate and it's at the same time it wouldn't be something that i would necessarily teach her so mm -hmm. i think it's just school is so important they spend most of their time there but it's also great to know like i'm trying to raise amazing human beings um regardless of where they go to school and i don't want to put 100 percent of the pressure on the school to make sure that they're good people I don't know yeah, if that answers right. the question. Yep, it does. Thoughts? And, um, Sarah. Yeah. So the preschool that my kids went to, I didn't even think about all this stuff whenever I put them in there. It was mm -hmm. like, I was kind of like, I need someone to watch my kids. Mm -hmm. um, yep. I, and I know like this, the owner of this daycare preschool was a sister of a friend of mine. So it was like, I trust them. Their mm -hmm. facility looks amazing. You know, they actually have a curriculum, so they're learning things. They're not just, you know, when I put my kids in, I thought, oh, they're just like running around screaming all day. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, there's order to that. Um, but they did do Pledge of Allegiance every day. They did do a prayer before 
lunch. And I didn't even know that that was like an important thing to me until they came home one day and I'm like, okay, we're going to pray. And then they would do the prayer that they did at school. Mm-hmm. So our kids are going to public school now. They are doing Pledge of Allegiance there. Um, and I don't know, like we, we've got, we've had some, you know, conversations with their teachers, obviously, like we have the communication with them throughout the school year. And I think what it really comes down to is, you know, our kids, if they have questions about anything or again, like Sandy was saying, you ask, how was your day or whatever. And then if we notice something that's a little bit different than how we would handle the situation that some other parent did not or handled differently we would talk about that you know um, i'm talking about cultural things um i remember the first time my daughter came home she was at a friend of mine's house and she saw ellen on tv which i don't really have like normal like not normal but just like basic shows on you know we usually stream everything so mm-hmm. ellen's not one of those that we watch but yeah my friend had this on at her house and you know my daughter came home and said did you know that ellen's married to a woman and i was like i do you know so we were able to have that conversation Good. of what that looks like yeah. there's also a little boy who is in second grade mm-hmm. um that's really close with my third grader and if you did not know he was a male Mm-hmm. you would think that he is female. Yep. And so we've been able to navigate that since we've known him since he was four. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, it's just like you love him. Right. You stand up for him. You know, this is he is a child of God and he is your friend. And you know, I mean I don't know where this relationship's gonna go later on. But those kind of things of you know, we may do things differently, but Everybody has their own way of doing things, and here's what we believe, and this is what the Bible says about lots of things. Yeah, right. you know, um, and so we just try to keep those conversations going. I guess. Good. Um, so I apologize. I probably should have asked this up front, but when's your heart stop? A long time. Oh. Um. Yeah. Soon. Okay. It's seven oh five. Oh, dude. I thought you said, when does your heart stop? Just, and I'm like going, oh my gosh, when I see my kid run into the street. Yeah, like, sure. <laughs> like that's when my heart stops. But yeah, sorry, so heart let me, stop. Let me try to begin to wind this down then with um, faith. Mm-hmm. How do you teach, introduce, foster, develop, and encourage your child's faith walk? Mm. I mean, I started it when they were tiny. Mm-hmm. I mean, rock on to sleep, singing. I have my three go-to songs. Amazing Grace, Jesus Loves You. And, um, shoot, what's the third? I haven't done it in so long. Those two for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, it was a made-up song that I did. That's what we know, like, where I would just kind of, yeah. Yeah. It was like a repetitive song to, and that thing. Um, and then, you know, like what Christina, you were saying with the boys, you know, Mm -hmm. you start off with, like, what do you want to pray for? And, you know, they'll talk about everything. Or, like, I thank God for the lamp. Or whatever whatever they see in the room. Candy cane, some balls. Um, yeah, right. That's what they say. That's what he thanks them for. Of course, we, you know, take them to kids ministry at church. Um, we have, we had the storybook Bible for a while. Our kids, I don't know, they're, they didn't really care. I mean, that book is great because the pictures are great. But, like, it is a little deep, you know? It's yeah. like, oh, and then this is, like, at the very first page, it's, I mean, just like the 
Bible that we read. Yeah. It's insane, <laughs> but you know, yeah. it's just like, oh man, like if they were really good in this, this is like really, really, <laughs> right. really cool. Yeah. Um, and then this, I mean, honestly, we play Joy FM in the car because there's not commercials. You know, that's a lot. I mean, we play it, but then we also play, you know, it's just like the easiest to have on without having to like change to things and all of that. But um, we do want that just like constant, you know, reminder Mm -hmm. of lifting the songs. Um, And, you know, again, they they choose to listen to that if they're falling asleep. Um, Yes, Sarah, one thing you talked about before, too, that I thought was really great that I've tried to do, too, is like... um, you bring up God a lot during the day, like if you see an ambulance driving down right. the road, or yeah, like, yeah. We do that, yeah. you know, we've seen people on the side of the road, and from time to time we've stopped or done something, and now every time the kids see like somebody on the side of the road, they're like, Mom, aren't we supposed to stop? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we are, you know, there's a lot of ways to help people. We can just pray for them, mm-hmm. or if Mom and Dad feel like we should stop, like I'm thinking they start driving, I hope they don't stop for every person they see on the side of the road. But to your point, I mean, I think it's like a lot of it's leading by example, right? Just trying mm-hmm. to talk about Jesus a lot and and leading a life that they want to emulate or, you know, that they can see God in and giving him the glory and everything. Like, this was a great day and God gave it to us or something like that. And and then they start to pick up on that. Yeah, like talking about, like, oh, isn't that sunset beautiful that God gave us mm-hmm. today? Or like, oh, you felt the breeze. Like, or it's raining today so that the yes. flowers can, you know, you just start with that mm-hmm. stuff when they're little. And then, and I think that was a big thing that I realized because my spiritual pathway is definitely in nature. Uh So I think once I became an adult and was like, this is what feeds me, like me walking through these woods and like seeing these beautiful trees. So now I'm just saying this stuff out loud when I'm with my kids, like this tree's beautiful. Or you get an ambulance, it's like you need to pray for whatever just happened right there, you know? Right. Okay. Cause that kind of piggybacks into part two on this question. What have you learned about God through the eyes of your kid or how have you, experience God differently through your kids how much how much how much wider that gap is than what I want to admit you know between the between the cross and my you know reckoning you know it's just that gap is so big and God fills it so graciously because kids point out your sin like man they point it out and They do, right? Don't laugh, Rob. It's true. Like, you know, you might think that you're doing okay, and then your kid says something, and you're like, ooh, they just called me out. Mm -hmm. Because you know that is you. And it's like, even though when you think you're doing okay, it's like, ooh, no, that gap is so much bigger. And thank you for Jesus to kind of fill that gap. Um, But, yeah, I mean, kids are a wonderful truth teller, and they keep you honest. I mean, from what I can can tell. (laughs) No, it's such a good mm-hmm. point. I mean, there's so many times where I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, it's easy to see in someone else, like, you should be more patient, or why are you being so irritable with your brother, or like, why are you being crabby just because you're tired, and it's, then I'm like, oh, like, I do all of those things, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, to your point, but yeah, I, it's, it, you know, it, it's what they say about marriage and friendship, you know, iron sharpens iron, or like, right. you can just my kids have grown me in ways that I could have never been grown in any other way. Mm-hmm. Um, good, bad, and, and, and ugly. Um, but I'm so grateful for it. Yeah. It's the hardest yet most rewarding job that I've ever had. For sure. Mm-hmm. And we were just, I was just mm-hmm. reflecting with my husband last night. I'm like, there's almost, you started off by saying this, there's almost nothing 
the same about my life as before I got married. And there's a part of that where I'm like, is that okay? And he's like, well, isn't that supposed to be that way? I'm like, maybe, probably, I guess. But it also, there's a part, you know, there's a part of it where I didn't realize, like, we have to grieve that Mm -hmm. and we have to go through that. And even though it happens so quickly, you don't have enough time to be like, oh, like, I don't know. I, I don't know how to put it into words. It's not even necessarily things that I miss, but just so much has changed in such a short amount of time and continues to. And at the same time, it's so fulfilling. And so it's really just a, yeah, a beautiful yeah. emotional roller coaster. Yeah. It's bittersweet. Yeah. Dying to self to yeah. serve your kids. And, and yet when you get to keep female. like even a small group of core people in your corner, like I just, mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. not words that I get to be in the season with these two girls right yeah. here. Even like through COVID and like through talk about technology, you know, the way that we've been able to keep in touch with each other, you know, weekly because of technology and it doesn't, I I don't know, it's just been such a blessing and such an encouragement to me. Yeah. Final question. If you're going to (laughs) offer any advice or insights to moms or parents in a similar situation or season of life as yourself, what would that be? And what would you like to say to the people that you love the most in life? I'll go first. I would say that the best thing I can do for my kids is to keep my is mental health well-being, self-care, and to keep myself right with God. And that everything flows from that. If I can't stay in a good place, if I can't, you know, treat myself well, have grace with myself, have forgiveness for myself, I have nothing to give for my kids. And I'm really incredibly grateful for my friends that step in and check me along the way and that I allow to speak that truth into, I mean, I'm so blessed. God has always been so good to me when it comes to my friendships and just people that he's always sent people to support me and to give grace to me when I can't even give it to myself, you know, but I mean, man, that is just huge because as a parent, man, you're so hard on yourself. You can compare your kids call out your sin on a daily basis. At least mine do. And it's very humbling. Don't laugh, Rob. It is. I mean, I know. I mean, but it is. It can be very humbling and very true. And then you, you know, kind of mourn that life that you had before. And, you know, now it's all about these other people. And they seem so, like, self-absorbed. And, you know, and they're never going to get it. And it's just, I don't know. You can just be so hard on yourself um, as a person. And I had one friend tell me, you know, she said, you know, whatever you're whispering to yourself you know, she's like, don't, you know, remind yourself, like, would you say that to, like, would I say that to, would I give that advice to Sandy? Would I give that advice to Sarah? No, I would not. So just remembering how you would speak love and light into your friends and remind yourself to speak that into yep. yourself because God Amen. doesn't want you to be beaten up over yep. the process. So, yeah. And I think asking for help is a big deal. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Great, great <laughs> word, whatever from whoever. Um, you know, um, I remember it was after I don't remember. I guess it was Tegan was little, and Tegan was she had GI issues, and she was just a hard infant, and I had this crazy toddler running around, 
And I remember one of my friends said, call me if you need anything. And I remember Joel was like his busy season, so he wasn't mm-hmm. around a lot. And I just called him and I was like, I can't do it. You got to come. Like, I just need a nap for like mm-hmm. five minutes. Like, just come. And she came. And I mean, it yeah. took a lot for me to do that, though. Yeah. Like, it took me a long yeah. time to get there. Because, you know, people yeah. say all the time, call me if you need anything. Let me know if you need anything. Oh, yeah. So if they say it them out on it if they don't then you know you're not going to ask them anymore yeah. i mean you know and that's another thing too like you're talking about like the special friendships like you know mm-hmm. who your people are yeah when that stuff happens like yeah. who's really got you you know so yeah. that's my thing and just you want to go on that mm-hmm. i was going to say as far as the what was the question about the people that i love the most what would you like to say to the people that you <laughs> love the most in life? i might have to think about that though I don't know. I guess for thank everyone for mm-hmm. helping. What is the word? Like not giving up on me, I guess. So like when I have those flaws or it's mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm figuring out like I need to have a mom day. Yeah. I have someone that says, go have a mom day. No questions asked or, you know, type deal. Yeah. So I, I think yeah. that would be it is it's the unconditional love. Exactly. Right. Amen. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Any thoughts? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. For some reason, this answer feels incomplete, but I feel like my advice would be just to be gentle with yourself as a new mom. Again, you probably have so many expectations of yourself or what it's supposed to look like or feel like, or mm-hmm. um, and whether it does or whether it doesn't, there's probably something you know that's falling short or that you thought would be different, and so. Um, I think the more gentleness that we can have with ourselves, probably the better. Um, I'm trying to think if I had that. I don't know. I'm trying to think if I had that for myself at the time anyways. But again, like you said, I think, and maybe, I don't know. I would just pray for all of us to just, again, have a good community and going through the season because being able to be transparent with other women or like hearing their stories and, not to be too transparent, but I remember like, you know, other girls saying like, girls didn't tell me that this part was really hard and I don't know why nobody talks about that. So being able to like have those conversations, um, or just being able to say like, I yelled at my kids today or today was really <laughs> hard, you know, was, um, was just really affirming and, and really helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, probably similarly, you know, for me, when I think about like the, not the people that I love the most. I don't know that question feels like I love a lot of different people for a lot of different reasons. And like, thank you feels, feels good. But like when I think about this idea of like motherhood and, and what it's meant and growth, like I feel like my marriage has grown in leaps and bounds because of like parenting and that we've, you know, both had to morph and grow and mature and that God has just taught us through so much. Um, similarly, I mean, we were only married, I think a month before we got pregnant, our first, you know, our two youngest are 15 months apart too. So it's just a huge um, transition in a short amount of time. And at the same time, like God has just been so good through all of it, as long as we've stayed close to him, right? Mm-hmm. As long as we've made that effort to try and stay connected. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just, yeah, I don't know. Like if I think about my greatest love affair, like I'm thankful for God for just allowing mm-hmm. like a foundation where even when things feel like they're swirling around, um, that there's something that feels grounded even when nothing else does. Yeah. Awesome. So girls, thank you very much. I've appreciated this. I appreciate each one of you. 
love each one of you as friends. I want to thank you for doing this. I only got through about half of my questions, so maybe sometime later on down the road we can do a part two part of this. Two. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, to all my friends on Pod, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate each and every one of you. To a very special friend of mine, I love you dearly. And to all our listeners, thank you for listening. This has been another episode of Real Friends.